Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. It's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? Amen. It's good to be with the people of God. And um, honored to to preach to you today. Our pastor is not feeling well, and um, we're gonna we're gonna pray for him. And uh, there are there are many there are many um, there's a lot of cases right now in Muskingum County, and there are several families here that are sick. Um, just out of an abundance of caution, there won't be any service tonight here in the building. We're asking you just to be with your families. And so, but we want to pray for our pastor. Amen. Pastor Nehemiah, would you come? Um, we want to pray for our pastor and for these families that are sick. I know there are several. How many know we serve a God that can heal, that can touch? Amen. Let's pray. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for our man of God, the gift, the angel of this church. And God, we're asking your blessing of healing upon his body right now in the name of Jesus. God, we take authority over this in Jesus' name. Every sickness, every disease, by your stripes, Lord, the word says, God, we are healed by your stripes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the Lord God that heals all of our diseases. So God, we take you at your word this morning and we speak this word over everyone that is sick right now in the name of Jesus. We plead your blood right now. Raise him up, Jesus. Right now, oh God, we ask you, Lord God. We plead your blood and we thank you this morning, oh God. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Romans chapter 8. As I said, there'll be no service tonight. I'm going to start with verse 18 here in a minute, but there'll be no service tonight. We will, however, continue with prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Hope that you will be able to make it out to prayer. I believe something's gonna, something powerful is going to happen after these two weeks of prayer. I really do. And um, so I hope you'll be with us. Uh, for that. It's been such an honor to have Brother Dylan Woodward with us, back with us. Brother Daniel, Sister Jordan, we're so glad y'all are here, all the way from California. And um, these are fine people if you haven't met them. And uh, we, I, I, I say we, because I'm, I'm in agreement with you, we are praying for snow before you leave. A lot of snow, so much snow that just outpouring of snow. Does anybody agree in the house? Yeah. Amen. I did not expect that much support. Some of you are like, I am not amening that. But uh, the Lord can touch you today. He can change your heart. He really can. And um, remember uh, as well, uh, um, oh, they, their name, the Dean family. Uh, and the Deans are big Michigan fans. And uh, anybody else that's a Michigan fan, we're going to remember you in prayer as well for the beat down you took a couple days ago. Be praying for you. It just makes me feel better about our team this year. And um, <laughs> sorry, 
Sister Sharp, you got a birthday today. Sister Sharp is none of your business old. You're welcome. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sister Sharp. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you very much. I wrote in my note right here, I was like, I wrote, Sister Sharp, dash, none of your business old. Because they told me how, how old she was turning, but I was like, nope, can't say that. So you're, uh, you're being preached to by a smart person today. Smart person. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. Are you ready for the word of God? This is a familiar portion of scripture. I'm going to read several verses in Romans 8. I'm just asking you that you would read this with a new lens, uh, like you're reading it for the first time. Romans 8, 18. For I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It's a promise. Glory will be revealed in us. Somebody say amen to that. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. One of the commentators said it this way, our future glory is so great that the whole creation eagerly awaits the revealing of the people of God. That's powerful. Verse 23, and not only they, not only the creation, but ourselves also. We, the people of God, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. How many are looking forward to the day we see Him? Verse 26 Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, infirmities, not sicknesses. The Spirit helps our infirmities. That, that word infirmities, it means. It means our human weaknesses and our limitations, the things that we cannot do. The Spirit helps us in those limitations. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 28, and we know that all things, somebody say all things, work together for good to them that love God. Amen. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And to whom he justified, them he also glorified. 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. If God be, somebody say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, for we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, 
angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm going to preach to you on this subject on this first Sunday, the morning of 2022. I'm anchored. I'm anchored. Amen. I'm anchored. Lord, thank you for your word. It's settled, it's sure, and it's for us. And I pray, God, that your word would speak to us very, very clearly today. God, that you would help us, enlighten us, give us revelation and understanding, God, of who we are tied to. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said amen. Would you clap your hands and give God praise before you're seated? God bless you. You can be seated. I'm, I'm anchored. I'm anchored. Christian Herter served as a congressman from Massachusetts from 1942 to 1953. During one of his re-election campaigns, after a busy day on, on the campaign trail, he arrived at a church barbecue. Thank you, Jesus. He hadn't eaten all day, and, and the congressman was hungry. And as he moved through the serving line, he held out his plate to the woman serving the chicken. She put a piece on his plate and turned to the next person in line. Excuse me, Congressman Herter said. Do you mind if I have another piece of chicken? That would be me. Sorry, the woman told. I was told to only give one piece of chicken to each person. But I'm starved, said the congressman. Sorry, said the woman, only one to a customer. Congressman Herter was a modest and unassuming man, but he decided this time he would throw a little weight around. Do you know who I am, the congressman said? I am a congressman of the United States of America. To which the woman serving the chicken replied, do you know who I am? I am the woman in charge of the chicken. Move on, sir. <laughs> we don't realize sometimes what we do, but maybe, maybe you're like me in that sometimes we feel as though we should be exempt from trouble or things that happen because of who we are. I many times, just as you have, have wondered in the midst of some hard thing, God, why is this happening? Why? Is any, is any normal people in the house said, God, why? Why is this happening? Why is this going on? We need to understand and we need to know that that the Bible does say that in Matthew chapter 5 that he makes, he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. He, he sends rain on the just and the unjust. He, he, he says there's nobody that's excluded from the trouble of this life. And, and although you want another piece of chicken and although you may have a great position, it's just you are who you are. And, and just because you are who you are doesn't mean you are subject to more or less than anybody else. We all have had and will have our fair share of trouble. 
our fair share of hardship. And the psalmist recorded it well in Psalms chapter 77 and 19 when he said, thy way is in the sea. Thy path is in the great waters and thy footsteps are not known. In other words, your way is beyond my understanding. Your way is is far beyond what what I can see or understand at this moment. Has anybody ever been there before? Your way is just unknown to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Any, any normal people in the house this morning? His way sometimes is, is, is hidden to us. The why of why things are happening is not, we don't have the luxury of hearing the why this is going on in our life. But we don't need to know the why this morning. Check one, two. We don't need to know why this morning, but we do need to know that there is a why. We don't need to know why it's happening. You just need to know today that there is a reason it is happening. I may not understand it, I may not get it, but this thing is working for my good because his word says it is. I don't understand why, but I know that there is a why. Somebody on this Sunday morning, you need to know that there is a why for your pain. You need to know there is a why for the adversity. You need to know that there is a why for what you are going through. I don't understand it. I don't have the answer. And God didn't necessarily do it. But there is something that's going to come out of where you are that's going to take you to a place that you have never been. I trust and I stand on his word today that even though I don't understand the why, there is a why. Noah did not understand the why. He didn't understand when the Lord spoke to him. I want you to build a boat. I'm going to end it all. I want you to build a ship and, and build this. Take years upon years and go through persecution and, and, and be criticized by your community. Noah, I want you to, Noah didn't have every answer. He just had a word from God. He didn't know the why. But he, he trusted and believed that there would be a why. And the Bible says in the New Testament that because Noah obeyed the word of God, eight souls, amen, eight souls were saved by water. In other words, they were saved by the adversity that came to Noah. Amen. Just maybe your storm is meant to save you in your family. You don't have to know why, but I imagine if Noah would look back years after that flood, he would say, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that my family was spared. I'm so glad my family was saved. He didn't know why. Peter didn't know why. Storm was crashing. Are y'all with me this morning? Storm was crashing. The waves were, were, were rocking the boat and the rain was falling. And Peter didn't understand why the storm had come to his life. 
Jesus shows up on the water. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Peter steps out of the boat and walks on the water to Jesus. Peter didn't understand why, but because of a storm in Peter's life, Peter experienced a place in faith that he had never been before. You may not understand why today, but maybe the storm is strengthening your faith. Maybe the storm is causing you to trust him in a way that you have never trusted him before. Oh, Paul didn't understand why. Paul didn't get why on the way to Rome where he felt like the place that God had called him to. Paul didn't understand why the boat that he was on broke up into so many pieces that he ended up floating on a piece of the ship to the shore of the island of Melita. Paul didn't understand why, but when Paul stepped foot on that shore in, in, on the island of Melita, Paul went to a place that had never heard of God. They had never heard of who he was. And because of the storm in Paul's life, a group of people that had never heard the name of Jesus were exposed to him for the very first time. They were healed by the name of Jesus. Amen. They, they had experienced God. Amen. Like they had never had before. You may not understand why the storm is happening today, but just maybe it's opening up an opportunity. Amen. For somebody in your family to know him that has God have mercy that has never known him before you may not know why but there is a why there is a why somebody shout there is a why Jonah didn't understand why he didn't understand why the storm had come, but Jonah, that storm came. He thrown off of the boat and the whale swallows him. He didn't understand why, but it was that storm that allowed Jonah to get back on track. Amen. He had drifted away from God. He had drifted away from the things of the Lord and had run away from God, but it was the storm that realigned Jonah, amen, to the plan and purpose purpose of God. You may not know why this morning, sir, but just maybe the storm is realigning something in you. The storm is rearranging something in you that will put you back on track. There is a why. I'm going to tell you right now, there is, somebody shout, there is a why. There is a why this morning. John didn't understand why. Cast to the Isle of Patmos. Waves crashing against the island so loud that a man would go crazy. John didn't understand why, but it was because of the waves, the storm, if you will, that John was taken to a place in the spirit that he had never been before. He had never encountered such a place before. And because of that place that John went to during that storm, we have before us the book of Revelation because just maybe the storm will take you to a place that you have never been in God before you. Uh, I, I know I'm being repetitive this morning, but you've got to know that there is a why to 
to your storm. There is a reason to your storm. Do not fold your arms and quit this morning. You've got to trust that this is working for my good. This is working for my family's good. This is working for my church's good. This is working for my good. Oh, if you believe that, I wish you'd stand to your feet and clap your hands and say, there is a why. You don't have to know the why because you are anchored to the one who does know why. Do you hear what I just said? You don't have to know why it's happening because you have been anchored to the one who understands it all. From the beginning, he understood. He understood your life on an individual level. He understood where I was, what I would need, what was going on in my life. Amen. You don't have to know why it's happening this morning. You just have to know that you're tied to the one. You're anchored to the one who holds it all in his hand. My tomorrow's in his hand. My family's in his hand. My mind is in his hand. Everything that I need is in him. I want you to lift your hands right now. Come on, I just want us to pray for a moment. Lord, I thank you for knowing the why. Thank you for understanding the why. Thank you, Lord, for understanding the why. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He knows that there is a why. Ladies and gentlemen, on this first Sunday in 2022, amen, on Christ, the solid rock, we still stand. You are still standing. You are still here. You are still fighting. You are still growing. You are still pursuing God. You are still here because you're standing on a rock that's helping you. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. When my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart has been overwhelmed at times, I have found there to be a rock that understands what's going on, that understands what's happening in my life. Has anybody in this room ever experienced that rock? It's a sure place. It's a steady place. God does not change. God God does not alter with time, but he holds our tomorrow in his hand. And somebody in this room, under the sound of my voice, you need to know, you need to know that you are anchored to a God that knows exactly where you are. He knows where I am. He knows where I am. God does not change. I need somebody stronger than me. I must be really strong. Nobody's volunteering. I had a really good joke prepared for the first person that raised their hand, but Denver, come here. I don't think you're stronger than me, but, but I'm just going to use you anyway. He said, thanks for the confidence. Sorry, you didn't expect to hear that first service of 2022. I thought this was going to be untied, so I'm sorry. 
I'm really sorry. Okay. Are you stronger than me? You are? Okay. Lord, help Denver's lying today. (laughs) When we picture, stay right there, don't move. When we picture being anchored, somebody told me I need to put this under my suit. Yeah, so my so my fat doesn't hang out. <laughs> they left out that part, but I connected the dots. <laughs> when we imagine being anchored to the Lord, we imagine this. Denver, you're God. And if you're God, you're stronger than me. So that's, that's fair. But we imagine this. You know, He's, he's not changing. He's, and he, how many know he doesn't change? He's, he's the same yesterday, today, and for, forever. He's, he was and is and he is to come. Right? 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 God does not change. But God does move. God does not change, but God does move. In 1 Corinthians chapter, stay right there, Rock. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, the writer says, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was, help me, was Christ. See, God does not change, but God does move. When I was teaching, are you okay? Okay, I am too. When I was, this is a little tight, but I'm all right. When I was, toward the end of the summer this year, I was teaching Lawson how to swim. He, he finally wanted to learn how to swim without a life jacket, and, and um, I was starting to teach Lawson how, how to swim, and so um, so I would, you know, in my, uh, high intelligence, I said, well, you know, let's just, uh, just go ahead and jump off the deck into the pool. And, uh, that was supposed to be funny. It wasn't funny. Thanks. Um, I was in the pool and I, and, and I said, I just want you to jump. I just want you to jump into the pool and then, and then, and then swim. And, and so he was nervous, but I, I, I was real close. You know, I was real, I was right there just waiting on him. Lawson would jump, and, and, and I would catch him, and, and the more comfortable he got, I would, I would take a step back in the pool, and, and, and Lawson would, he'd jump again, and, and he'd have to swim a little bit, uh, just a little, and, and then I was right there, and, and, I, I would, and when he got that, when he became comfortable with that, I'd take another step back, and, and, and Lawson would jump, and he would swim a, 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 little, a little more, and and, and the more and more I backed up, the more, the more comfortable he was getting with, with swimming. He still hasn't learned it fully yet. We're hoping by next year. But, but um, the more and more that I moved back, the more comfortable he got with swimming on his own. Just because I moved did not mean I was absent as his father. 
Just because I changed my position or where I was, it did not mean that I loved him less. Because I was in a different place than I was at that moment. My movement was for his betterment. My movement was not to hurt him, was not to bring pain to him. My movement was to help him grow stronger. My movement was to help him develop a skill that he did not have. And sometimes God moves on us. He moves. We're not anchored to an object that stays in the same place. Just ask the children of Israel. We are not anchored to an object that stays in one place and that will keep you in one place for the rest of your life. It is the will of God that I, as his child, grow and develop and get stronger and get smarter and wiser and know him in a greater way. It is is the will of God that his people grow. Do not mistake his, his movement for his absence. Do not mistake the movement of God for the absence of God, but rather understand that if God has moved, it's because he trusts you enough to know that you can get through the adversity that is before you on this day. You've got everything that you need, honey. You've got everything. Don't mistake the movement for absence. God is still with you. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Brother Denver, I just want you to walk. I just want you to walk around. Children of Israel, go, go, go quicker. Run like the wind, bullseye. Don't run, don't run. But walk faster. <laughs> uh, you know, the children of Israel, keep, keep going. I'm going to pull on you. Look, Keep going. Just obey your elders, please. Oh, I'm telling your dad. Um, the children of Israel were on the move. They, they, they were moving. They didn't like it, but they were moving. Oh, they, they loved the idea of being out of bondage, right? They loved the idea of not being under captivity anymore. 400 and so, keep, keep moving, Lord. Uh, they, they love the idea of, of being out of bondage, but they didn't love the idea of going to places that they had never been. That, that meeting, meeting adversity that they, had never, that they had never been against. So much so that they're standing, that they're standing in, uh, before the Red Sea and they utter the words to their leader, would to God that you would have just left us in Egypt? Why have you just taken us out here to die? Because it's easy sometimes when God moves. It's easy sometimes when we don't understand it and we don't have it all calculated. It's easy to question, Lord, why? Why is this happening? Why is this going on? The children of Israel questioned why, but they didn't understand that they were getting ready to see the greatest miracle that they had ever laid eyes upon. Listen, just because you're in an unfamiliar place does not mean God is absent. Maybe he's getting ready to perform one of the greatest miracles that you have ever seen. 
are anchored this morning to a love and to a God that will not let you go. He will not let you down. He will not fail you. He will not leave you or forsake you. You're anchored to a God that loves you. Stand with me all over the building. I'm a short preacher. You're welcome. Music come. Romans chapter 8. My opening text. Is everybody okay? Y'all all right out there? Can't see real good. Nothing that comes against you has the power to separate you from God. Nothing. Nothing. You can be quiet if you want. Nothing. Nothing has the power to separate you from the love of God. Let me give you the list. Here's the list. Tribulation can't separate you from the love of God. Distress can't separate you from the love of God. Persecution can't separate you from the love of God. Famine can't separate you from the love of God. Nakedness can't separate you from the love of God. Peril can't separate you from the love of God. Sword can't. Have I made my point? Can't separate you from the love of God. Death can't separate you from the love of God. Life, angels, principalities, powers, nothing present and nothing to come can separate you from the love of God. No creature at all can separate you from the love. There's nothing in this world that can separate you from God. Nothing, Tay, nothing is powerful enough in this world to separate you from your God. Nothing. Devil can't separate you from God. And God told us he won't separate from you. So don't separate from God. You're the only one that can take this off and say, you know what? Not worth all this. Not worth all this struggle. Not worth all this pain. I don't know about you, but I was glad to see 2021 go. Bye. I was glad to see it go. Moments of question, moments of wondering, where's God? Why? I'm going to tell you right now, I may have been through some things and I may have endured some things, but Brother Clark, I'm here and I'm staying here. There's nothing that's going to separate me from the love of Isaiah 43 and 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. He's talking to his church. Somebody say, that's me. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. 
I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. You know, sometimes when we read the word of God, we don't understand that it's the word of God. I've been guilty of saying, God, I need a word. I've got a bunch of words. This word is not just for not to be there. It's for you. Somebody say it's for me. He said, fear not for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name and thou art mine. When thou pass through the waters, I, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, you they shall not overflow thee. You won't drown. When thou walkest through the fire, you won't be burned. What's the writer saying? He goes on to say, for I am the Lord, thy God, thy God. He's your God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. If you go down, it says, fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. God will not let you fail. God will not, if you'll, if you'll stay tied to him, if you'll not loosen the tie and separate yourself from him, God will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He will be with you even until the end of the world. I'm not naive this morning. I'm not, I'm not intimidated by, by, the, by the atmosphere or what's in here. I'm not intimidated by this. I'm fine. But I would be naive. I, I know very well that under the sound of my voice that there are people in this room that have struggled and are facing things and adversity is before you and you don't know the answer and you don't know the why. But God has sent a young man to tell you that you don't have to know why. You just have to know that you know the one who knows why. You just have to be tied to him. You just have to remain faithful to him. Come on, you just got to make a covenant with him and say I'm not leaving. I'll be with you. Lift your hands with me all over the room. Lord, I pray God by the authority of your word and by the power of the name Jesus. I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that has walked into this room. God, going through a storm, going through a trial, going through unknown territory, I pray, God, that your hand would move upon them even now. I pray, oh Lord, that they would feel 
the pool of the rock again, even right now. I pray that they would feel the tug of your spirit again. I pray, oh Lord, that your spirit would overtake them this morning. God, that they would be renewed in your spirit, that they would be filled with your spirit today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.